Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, Darren Mitchell here, and you're listening to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. So great to have you on board for yet another episode on this beautiful, beautiful Wednesday, hump day, April 7, 2021. Recording this a little bit earlier than yesterday. Last night, I was recording at about 10 past 8. Now, it's uh, it's only about 1.30 in the afternoon. Had a busy morning. Uh, time to jump on the old microphone and record a podcast Upload it to the various platforms and then get into uh, what I need to get done today. Uh, getting ready for clients tomorrow in the last in the last day of the week, being Friday and uh, early next week as well. Getting all things prepared. So in today's episode, I wanted to talk about a really, 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 really important topic. Not that uh, every topic is not an important topic on this, particularly when it comes to sales and particularly when it comes to sales leadership. And the topic today is all around how exceptional sales leaders build great connections. And this is what differentiates, differentiates, different, put my teeth back in. This is what differentiates them against their competition is what they do really, really well is they connect and they connect almost effortlessly compared to their peers. The other thing they do really well, which I'm not going to talk about necessarily today is they focus on the small things because they know that the small things repeated over time will actually compound and deliver some exceptional, exceptional results. And they have this attention to detail on the small things because they understand that the small things matter and that over time, how you do the small things is how you do the big things. But I wanted to, I do want to talk about this ability to connect. And, and it is, as I said, one of the key differentiators that they have against their competition and against their peers. And the thing is with exceptional sales leaders, and look, we can say this about exceptional leaders full stop, that they genuinely care about their people. And by the way, everyone that they come into contact with. And they have this unbelievable ability to build really, really strong connections because it's based on a thing called integrity. What you see is what you get. They don't have to be pretending to be anything they're not. They've got this level of authenticity about them that just is attractive to people, that people want to be around them. And I think there's a lot that we can learn from that in terms of, okay, what is it they actually do in order to create that sort of feeling, that sort of environment that people want to be part of their environment, that people just are attracted to them and they're drawn to them because it's not for everybody. And I've seen so many leaders and so many sales leaders in particular that are almost like a, 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 right, a lightning rod. I was going to say a lightning rod. That's a, it's a bit ambidextrous. They become almost like a lightning rod that repels people, that people don't want to be part of their team. And I've seen team leaders, I've seen senior leaders do this. It's almost like they create this this gap between themselves and their team that they make it really, really hard for their team to engage with them or in in some cases be around them altogether. And they'll lock themselves in rooms, they'll lock themselves in an office. They won't be visible. They certainly don't walk slowly through the crowd like the exceptional sales leaders and exceptional leaders, leaders do. And sometimes they wonder why they don't have a great team environment and why their culture is not where it needs to be and why their results are not where it needs to be. And so a lot of these leaders tend to become very command and control because of that and they don't necessarily tap in to some of the key characteristics and key principles that exceptional leaders use 
in order to build great connections. And so I wanted to cover off some ideas today, and this is based on my reflections. It's certainly based on what I've done, certainly based on what, I've, what I'm teaching clients, what I'm teaching leaders to do in workshops, to build better connections, to build genuine connections that enables us to create environments that people genuinely want to be part of, and so they don't want to leave. They, you become like a destination for people. Now, whether you're running a sales team, whether you're running a normal operations team, when you're running whatever type of team and you've got a leadership role, or in fact, if you're listening to this podcast and, for example, you're running a football team or a sports team or some sort of team outside of work, the same principles apply because every single team, whether it be in business, in sales, in government, enterprise, outside of work, it's all based on human beings and we have to get better and better and better at connecting with human beings because it's the humans that actually generate the business, not the business that generates the business, if that makes sense. And so I wanted to talk about this today because there's a few points that uh, we covered off yesterday in the workshop that I sort of alluded to last night in the podcast. I didn't have time to talk about this, but it's something that's that's it's worth bearing in mind uh, for us as leaders. And just ask yourself the question, are you a great connector? Do you find connecting with others, particularly with strangers or with new people, do you find that challenging or do you find it quite easy? If you find it easy, then chances are you're using some of these techniques that I'm going to talk about and some of these principles. If you find it difficult, then may well be there's a bit of a gap or a bit of a blockage there that's preventing you from really tapping into your potential and really changing the game in terms of your ability to connect with people. And look, when you use these, you can connect literally with anybody at any time and have them walk away from any interaction that they have with you thinking that you are quite an interesting individual because it's actually it's actually scientifically based and also based in psychology as well. So let's delve into this and, and really talk about this. And as I'm talking about this, just think about what you're doing uh, yourself in terms of your environment. Are you using some of these principles? And if not, how can you start using these to your advantage, but also to expand your culture, expand your reach, expand your influence? and therefore expand your leadership in your team. All right, so there's five key points or five key principles, and I'll, I'll delve into one or two of them in a little bit more detail, but five key principles around uh, exceptional sales leaders and exceptional leaders being great connectors. And it starts with this one, uh, number one, and it's not in, not in any particular order, so these are equally as important as the other, so none is more important than any other one. So the first one is they are insatiably, insatiably curious. They walk around looking for opportunities and asking themselves questions, but asking questions around situations they find themselves in, situations they see play out, whether that be conversations they observe, whether that be certain strategies that are implemented. They're just insatiably curious. It's almost like they're a five-year-old child. But here's the thing. They know that in order for them to get results and in order for them to build great connections, the number one principle that they focus on around this curiosity part is they want to be interested in what they're observing. And that means if they're interested in the individual, they show that they're genuinely interested in that particular individual. If they're interested in a in a particular strategy or a particular tactic or a particular behavior they've seen play out, they will ask great curious-based questions around that particular behavior and of that person to find out what makes that person tick, what was the choices that person was making. So they're genuinely interested in what they're observing and genuinely interested in the other person. Now, a funny thing with this, particularly when it comes to building connections with people, is when a a sales leader, when a leader, when us, when we are genuinely interested in the other person, a funny thing happens. We (laughs) We get the other person to do a lot of talking. And for just about every single person on the planet, the most favorite topic that a person likes to talk about 
is themselves. So what great leaders do is they ask questions and they're really genuinely interested in the other person. So they get the other person talking about themselves, what makes them tick, what's interesting about them, why why they chose that particular role, why they've chosen this particular company to work for, why they're in this industry, all that sort of stuff. And what tends to happen through that interaction is through the curiosity part and through genuinely being interested in the person they're having a conversation with, the great exceptional sales leaders and leaders become very interesting to that person. And they haven't set out to be that, but they just know that through being genuinely curious and being interested, that is a byproduct of that principle. So they become interesting to the other person. And so, hey, that's that's one of the reasons why they create environments that become a destination that people want to be part of. Why? Because they don't spend a lot of time talking about themselves because it's always about the other person. So that's the first principle. Principle number two is they are feedback machines. Now, they start with, and it's not a feedback giving machine, they are feedback searching and seeking machines. They're always looking for feedback on what's working, what's not working. They'll ask feedback directly about how they're tracking, whether it be in terms of their performance, their communication, the strategies, the behavior, whole box and dice. They're always looking for feedback because they see every single interaction with an individual or with a team every single situation as an opportunity for feedback. It's either what we're doing well, and let's keep doing that, or how can I improve? And so they will look for every opportunity to get feedback. And because of that, they create an environment where feedback becomes almost demanded and expected in any environment they go into. And they accept that with gratitude. So they're they're feedback machines. Now, what tends to happen with that process, of course, is when they do that, they're often asked to therefore provide feedback to others. And because they're doing it in a way that is based on integrity and based on good character, and because they've built great connections, feedback becomes almost like a fait accompli as part of the environment. And so when feedback happens, and when feedback is a daily occurrence in any environment, it cannot help but grow and develop develop and get better. So be a feedback machine. Point number three, principle number three, is they know exactly what their strengths are and they stick to them. They also know what their uh, blind spots are or where their areas are for development, but they bring people in. They might do a little bit of work on those, but they know that where their strengths are, that's where they're going to be. That's where their genius zone is. That's where they're going to stick to. So they look for opportunities to really capitalize on their strengths, but also align with people who can have strengths in areas where they potentially don't and therefore bring the better, better, best out of the team and therefore through that process develop some fantastic connections and great relationships because they don't pretend to be somebody that they're not and there's nothing worse than a leader pretending to know a certain topic or pretending to have experience in a certain area that uh, comes across as disingenuous, not genuine. Uh, it's almost like faking until you make it. It's just not great and it has an adverse effect on people's credibility and that will have a detrimental effect on your ability to maintain a strong, vibrant culture. So know what your strengths are and stick to them. Principle number four is they are first class rapport builders. This is This cannot be underestimated. They know intuitively how to build rapport with anybody in any situation at any time and they are masters at it and this is something that all of us as leaders can certainly improve on even if you think you're really good at rapport building i guarantee there's another level you can get to and there's just one or two percentage points that you can get to that will make the difference that makes all the difference in terms of your ability to build great connections and there's four key elements to rapport and i won't go into massive detail about these because i can record another podcast on this but four key elements to rapport that leaders use to their advantage and build great connections number one is it steps back to the previous principle, principle number one about being curious curious and having curiosity is they ask great 
questions. They are insatiably curious and they're great questioners. They'll spend a lot of time asking open-ended questions to invite the person to share as much or as little as they want, but they also have the capacity to, to ask more probing questions and certainly closed-based questions when it's required. But equally as important as the questions they ask is they have this unbelievable ability to actually listen and actively listen to what's being said. There is nothing worse than having a conversation with somebody, saying something, and the person has to ask you a question because they've forgotten what you said. Classic example is how many times do we actually meet somebody for the very first time and within the first two or three minutes, we've forgotten their name. It simply means that we're not listening as intently as we could be. So the first key part of being a great rapport builder is ask great questions, but also listen intently. That will build rapport really, really quickly. The next key component of rapport is understanding there are different types of people. So recognizing different personality styles or different communication and behavior styles. So at a really high level, essentially you're going to have multiple different types of people who you'll be dealing with. You might have somebody who is very much focused on you know, big picture, very excitable, very optimistic, uh, has big picture sort of thoughts, makes quick decisions, always in a hurry, uh, but sometimes is focused on self a little bit. So what's in it for me? And they're looking for some uh, recognition, for example. You're going to have others that are not so much focused on themselves, but they're completely focused on their team. So what's driving their team? What's driving others? How do they make contributions to others? So they're very caring, very nurturing, very naturally empathetic. So you have to adjust your style to, to talk to those and to resonate with those people because it's a key, key element of building great connections is you start talking to the people in their language, all of a sudden rapport starts to get a lot stronger because they almost become like you. And that's the whole thing behind rapport. You may have some people you're dealing with who are asking you heaps of questions or they're looking for copious amounts of detail. And that's perfectly okay. So being able to provide detail when it's required, but also recognizing when somebody doesn't require or doesn't want the detail, don't go down the path of providing detail because that's a rapport killer. It will not will not happen. So understanding when you need to provide detail versus when you don't. And then you're going to have some people who just want to get to the bottom line. They're very business focused, very process focused, uh, very urgency focused, and they just want to get to the bottom line, get things done. Don't beat around the bush. Use use the language very, very economically. Don't, don't give me waffle, and I certainly don't want any small talk. So being able to recognize this and adjust our style as leaders is a key pivotal way to build strong connections using rapport and understanding how people tick, how they communicate, and how, more importantly, they like to be communicated with. So if we can become like a chameleon, we all of a sudden have this capacity to build rapport really, really quickly. The third element of rapport, of course, is physical mirroring and, and just being able to tap into uh, body language people's and just being aware, using people's uh, physiology and, and tapping into that and thinking, okay, what message is that sending? How do I need to now position myself? How do I maintain eye contact? How do I match their breathing? How do I match their voice tone, their volume, their pitch, all that sort of stuff? And being really, really focused on that because as uh, as Albert Morabian has said in his, uh, in his research, a uh, huge percentage of our communication impact comes from not through the words that we speak, but through how we speak and certainly the physiology that we demonstrate when we're communicating. So we cannot underestimate the power of our body language and all the things associated with how we speak in terms of building rapport really, really quickly. And the last element of rapport is having just being a, paying attention, having a level of empathy, placing yourself in other people's shoes and paying attention to them. And it comes back again to the first part, first principle about being really genuinely interested in that person. So if you're recognizing you're having a conversation with somebody and the conversation is not really flowing the way you thought it would be, it ch chances are it's probably because they're a different communication style to you 
and you're getting a response based on what you're putting out and you're not necessarily matching them in terms of their communication style. So just being aware of that and paying attention to that and being interested in them and then adjusting your style can very quickly get things back on an even keel and get back things into your favor so that you can start building a lot stronger connection a lot quicker. So become a first-class rapport builder. Do this and you'll be amazed at how quickly you can build rapport with just complete strangers really and, and have great conversations with them and, uh, and build good connections with them. And the final the final principle, principle number five, is this one's a little bit of a bonus, and this comes from John Maxwell, and he used this a lot when he's uh, when he was building connections in his early days, and he still does this now, and that is he places a 10 on top of the head of absolutely everybody he comes into contact with. Now, the amazing thing about this is you're actually saying to that person, you are a 10 out of 10 in my eyes. And so what tends to happen, and it's, I can't explain this, but it tends, it just it just happens that when you look at somebody as a 10 out of 10, automatically they start to respond to you as if they were a 10 out of 10. And it's just, it's uncanny how this works, but it does start with us about putting this out. So there are five key principles on how to build great connections. And I'd love, to, love for you to just sit back and think about, okay, how am I... How am I going in terms of my ability to build connections? Do I place a 10 upon every single person I come into contact with? Or do I find myself placing maybe lower numbers, like a 2 or 3 or 4 or 5, on the tops of people's heads, specifically and especially your own team's heads? Now, if we do that, then you know what? We're going to get exactly what we put out. But just ask yourself, how, how well am I doing here? And if there's any room for improvement, you'll be able to identify that if you've got a level of self-awareness and you really want to improve and build better connection. So it's there for everybody. And if you can get really, really good at this, and I know from experience that if that if you can become a fantastic connector, there are amazing things that can happen. As I said at the outset, you become a lightning rod for people to want to be around. You build a fantastic culture that people want to be part of, and you therefore become a destination that people want to actually move to and come and work for you and be part of that environment. So uh, I hope that helps. hope that message resonates. And certainly, if you would like some help with this, love to work with you one-on-one. As always, go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time that suits. We'll jump on a Zoom call, have a conversation about how I can help you over the next 90 days or so, become an exceptional sales leader and take your leadership to an entirely new level. And the byproduct of that, of course, is your team is going to take their performance to an entirely new level as well, which is just awesome because everybody wins. So with that, look forward to having that conversation and I look forward to talking to you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.